0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. This week, I'm going inside of one of my favorite people, Bobby Lee. You know Bobby Lee from his podcast, Tiger Belly, Mad TV, the award winning, critically acclaimed Kicking It Old School, with Jamie Kennedy. Actually, yeah, we both did that movie. It didn't do so well, but uh, we had fun. We met each other naked. Uh, we'll talk about him taking meth at 12 years old, shitting in people's offices at Mad TV, and doing 69. Standing up in a closet. Now, it is a pleasure to be inside of Bobby Lee. Let's get to that interview. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. God damn it, Rob. You don't fucking listen, you fucking... You know what?
1: He's one of those old timey white dudes from the forties, like a bellhop. That's what he looks like—a bellhop from the forties, yeah, or like a kid from The Shining, like a like a right. flashback. A, yeah. And then I say, "Hey, did you meet that bellhop?" Go, we don't have bellhops here. And then I look at a photo, and it's, and it's from him. the seventeen hundreds.
0: Yeah, that we're talking about the my producer yeah, Rob. So he's dead. He looks like eight years old. He has a kid, and he's married. I know, but he's got
1: like—he's handsome, but also Steve Buscemi esh. His teeth are fucked up. No, he's just got a combination of character actor. It's the eyes, I think
0: now he's bragging yeah. about his eyes just ruined the whole <laughs> yeah, fucking no, that was a
1: bad thing he talks <laughs> big, about his big eyes, eyes.
0: we're here with bobby lee do an intro if you want to do an intro welcome
1: um, to the, you know w- w- welcome to inside of you I, I, I
0: don't i don't do that oh i don't do the whole welcome to inside of you but i am happy that i'm you're here today so oh, I could, thank so you so i could be inside of you never you wouldn't allow it, Is it i would never
1: I'm, literally let you
0: stick your penis inside because i'm jewish
1: I don't think race has anything to do
0: with it, really, to be honest with you. What if I was a better looking man? Like almost. No, you're a very.
1: Dude, in terms of Jews? Oh my God, you're top of the line.
0: Jews or dudes? Jews. So for a Jew, I'm good looking. So you're (laughs) saying (laughs) all Jews have like little curls on their heads? No, I didn't say that. Racism. Bobby Lee, your real name is Robert Lee, or are you a descendant of uh, the Confederate general? I didn't. I have nothing to do with the
1: general, my lineage.
0: But you're a junior, Robert Lee. Yeah, junior. Yeah, Junior. My dad's as the original Senior. Robert Lee. Yes, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Why? Well, I just thought not to be racist, but do they have a Korean name or did they when they came to the United my States? My father's
1: name, I don't know my father's Korean name. But I know mine. What is it?
0: Song oo. Song oo. Yeah. Do you know mine? Yeah. Sok deek. <laughs> oh, this is already fun. Yeah mad tv harold and kumar oh go to white I castle pineapple express you. the dictator crouching tiger you've I been wasn't in i know you i knew you're gonna was that a joke me. it wasn't a joke i was my that. producer put that down there you fucking old-timey white fuck that's a racist we we're right. racist he's dude. a racist you're my age you're 45 years old I know. how do you feel
1: well there's a part of me that's uh i feel fine i feel like i've always felt depressed a little bit. I've always had a, a lingering of depression, but, um, you know, when you get to that 45, you're kind of going, I thought my life would be
0: different. Yeah. But it's the same kind of good struggle, you know? The second I turned 40, my brother said I'm closer to 80 than zero. It didn't make me feel good. <laughs> that is true.
1: Yeah, it didn't make me yeah, feel Yeah, it doesn't good. make me, when you said that, it didn't make me feel good. Mm-mm. No, I didn't like it. Yeah, death is around the corner, I think, for us.
0: Yeah, uh, probably, what do you think, a good 30 more years? Uh, me? I don't know, man. I feel like shit every day. I try <laughs> to, I really, I do. I am I think I'm going to start wearing makeup. No, you look day. great. Really? Yeah.
1: Did you, what'd you do with your hair? Is, is that, oh, shit. is it receding or are you putting no, dippity-doo no, in it no, or what? I, is,
0: it, is it fucked up?
1: No, no, no. I just, I wanted to bring that up it's like the headphones. two months
0: ago. I think, <laughs> no, it's not receding. <laughs> oh. It's, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to be more like Ryan Reynolds. He works a lot. yeah you know yeah yeah. yeah. you don't like my hair let me ask you something yeah go ahead man
1: because that was last night i was um with some other guy who's an actor right you mentioned my name no 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 but i was i asked him i go
0: do you get jealous of other white leads do you uh i think i used to when ryan reynolds started to get roles i'm like my hair is just as good as his yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i think i'm decent looking yeah and then i realized you know man Whatever you get, you're lucky in this fucking business. I, I stopped being resentful and stop. You know, you, you, did you do that? Were you were like saying, God, oh, this guy's taking my role." Well, there was a time where I was really bitter who, and who, angry. Who, who? Who were the guys that were taking your roles?
1: Give me their names. I think when Randall and Ken Jung started getting stuff, I could see myself. Ken Jung was the doctor. Yeah, became, I could so see like, myself. You know, I went to his wedding and. I love his wife, Tran, I love him. He's a very talented guy. Right. But there was a time where I couldn't even get in the rooms and I was just going on the road, it was really depressing. But then you can't make your life about that. If I make my life about my work, right. I'm gonna be miserable. So, do you, But do you, don't you keep yourself as busy as shit because you have to? I try not to go, if I do this, this is gonna happen. Right. So I just kind of go, I'm going to do this, and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I'm happy. And you can be happy. You have happy moments, you think? I have. Yeah, I have some. More than, like, five years ago. That's good. Yeah, six years ago, I was, like, really depressed,
0: and now I'm like, I'm okay. Now, don't you think a lot of that depression for me, it starts in fucking when you're young? Because I want to talk to you. When you were young, I read a whole bunch of shit that I didn't even know about that you didn't tell me. Well, I I mean, Jesus Christ, you... You, you're from san diego you, you didn't know that well i knew that but that's easy to know <laughs> but you, you did meth you what? smoked pot at 12 years old yeah. I, I i couldn't believe i I didn't, I didn't believe it is that true you really well, did number one you you knew i was sober right i knew you were sober okay okay it's not that i thought you were doing meth now i just didn't think you were doing it at 12. so you didn't know that i was uh i went to rehab when i was in high school no i went to a couple of rehabs
1: in high school and I did meth at 12, 13, pot, kicked out of schools. I was a bad kid. Where
0: do you find meth at 12 back in 1980?
1: There was this l- lady named Lucy that lived in my neighborhood in Rancho Bernardo. Right. And she had kids, like babies. And she had a meth lab also. And I used to go over there and see, like, little babies crawl around, like, on the bottom of this table where the meth lab was really dangerous. This is way before, this is in the late 80s.
0: And the first time you took meth, what happened? I went to... um Oh boy. I I went to this
1: library at my school. I went to Twin Peaks and they had these I can't tell you what books they are, but they're like some more scientific books about sexuality. And I used to masturbate in the library. (laughs) On math? Yeah. And I couldn't come so I would just be like I would ditch school just to like two or three periods and I'd just be in because in the library the last row there was a wall and a wall, and then there's like a row of books. So I, I pried open one of the – not pried open, yeah, but a little – so I can see what's coming around the corner. And I would just lean up against the
0: wall and jerk off because back then there was no like cameras and stuff. I didn't beat off at 12 years old. I don't think I jerked off till I was like 15 or 16. Yeah, but you're not developed. I didn't develop. No, fast. you're still not developed really. Thank you. <laughs> you're you were, you were masturbating. You Do you remember the first time you masturbated? It was in a sock. I'm not sure it was mine either you masturbate and then you clean well, it up with the sock? I, actually I think I was like I don't know something rubbed against my penis like my underwear or something and it felt like a tingling sensation mm. and, I, and I kept rubbing the underwear on my penis <laughs> until yeah. it, something it, happened but I like, think it was blank it just felt really good and I was if, like that's weird how could I remember the first time Were the first, I like, th- first time I did it or no yeah the first time you did it it was amazing <laughs> But, but your parents didn't know ha, did they have any idea you were on meth what what do you act like well, when you're on well, meth this you know when you when your
1: parents are from a different country they don't even know what drugs really are my parents are just old school korean people and they they didn't know what marijuana was they came you know in the 60s and they just started to work really so they didn't know and they and it's not their like they never think that their kids are going to
0: so something happened though you're doing math you're smoking pot you're doing all this in high school some other shit happened to you too Like what? Well I mean I, I you know I think I was I, molested I, that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know why? I yeah Well you cuz you
1: know things about me but you're like trying to get
0: me to say it? Well no I just want to you know I like I like you were so you were molested in high school. No. You aren't. In in elementary school. Oh before that my bad. Yeah Sorry. It, to be molested in high school would
1: mean that I'm like a pygmy or something like well, somebody fourteen could just... or fifteen years old. It's still I know, but
0: still I'm like I get you though human you. looking. Okay, so how old but... are you? <laughs> you're eight years old. <laughs> eight or nine, yeah. Okay, what happened? Why you brought it up? No, you're the one that did. You said something that happened, and now people want to know. I want to know. <laughs> all right, you don't have to tell a I'm long wanna, story. You I'm can wanna, just leave... All right, if you I want to hear it though. Oh, okay, I well, care I... about you. I don't. I don't like I know. being
1: hurt as an eight year right. old. or any age. Well, we live so you know I went to middle school. My fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade in San Diego and high school San Diego. But before that, we lived in Minnesota. And we lived in a town called Adina. Adina, And it was, we lived by a lake. No, a, a field, an empty field. But in the, in the wintertime... It was snow, and there, and people would ice skate on it. Right. And there was like a shack there, and there was a Zamboni. You know what those are? Of course, I play In hockey. In this kind of sure. – yeah, shack. Right. And um, during the summers, I guess this guy – Don't was, say you got molested on a Zamboni. They'll ruin hockey. <laughs> <laughs> <It was on laughs> no, no, no. Near – next to one. Next to one. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, next to – it. and um, – How old was this person? I don't remember. I didn't ask. Okay. Because he had Down syndrome.
0: He had Down syndrome? Yeah. Okay, so what did he do did what did he do there? He had candy on these like these
1: like shel the shelving area inside the sh that?
0: No, I'm not judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've had um, situations like this. Yeah, I think yeah. every I think it's important to hear this because a lot of shit happens to people. But I think I went back every day for two summers
1: to get the candy. The my candy was that candy. good? Was it Twizzlers? No, my parents just this? wouldn't get me candy. Like I like the dipsticks.
0: So you're blaming your parents for
1: getting Not giving me candy, yeah. And that's I also blame my parents for my video addiction now, video game addiction
0: now. You have an addiction to video games. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know. Because that, then yeah, because they
1: wouldn't let get me like any of the consoles in high school
0: and whatever. And then as I when I made money is when I just started buying all that stuff. Okay, so what, what so let's say high school. When did you start thinking you were funny? Were you a funny guy in high no. school? You were not funny. In high school, Matt Ueda got the funniest guy
1: in high school, and I wasn't even nominated. Were you sad about that i was absolutely destroyed by it so you thought you were really funny though i thought that i was as funny as matt ueda yeah
0: what did he do that was funnier Nothing. than you he's matt- a nice guy
1: but you were known as a funny guy though yeah but i don't know if my sense of humor was you're- resonating okay i mean i can write i can perform but mine is also just kind of weird i'm just a weird guy you're a weird guy yeah so you are a weird we- guy yeah I'll be the kind of guy like would like if I went to church like a friend's church on a Sunday in high school, and I go I like go hey look look Toki the dum dum's out. He go Toki and he looked down and my penis is out, and then I would like go
0: Toki the dum dum.
1: You know because my penis is called Toki the dum dum.
0: Now you we did a movie. Called kicking it was old it a movie school. Or? <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because, and I mean, we we love Jamie. Jamie oh my God! I just ran into him. Yeah, I saw a picture yeah, of you yeah. on Instagram. We love Jamie, but I remember uh, the movie. You know, it didn't turn out that well. A lot of movies I've done haven't turned out well. I'm sure all you've done the movies I've done have turned out not very well. Well, I
1: mean, the ones that I have bigger roles that have not turned out well.
0: Do you remember Miguel Nunes said? Nobody said. I said something. I was kidding around. I said I'm never doing another Jamie Kennedy movie. And he yeah. said, "He said, man, Jamie Kennedy never doing another Jamie Kennedy." Movie. <laughs> I thought that was. Funny. I mean, I remember. I mean, just chaos on that. but
1: Remember, that like, was
0: and your dick was always out. That's what I was referring yeah, back to. Yeah, because the movie. thing is, is that I have pictures I of you naked. I never, you know, I know, but not, I don't want people to get the idea that that's what I do all the time. We well, just did Tokyo the dum dum. In high school, when I was a kid, in church, right, right, but not at other people's church, not your church, not my church. Some, like, you went to a visiting church, yeah, yeah, a white church, and you showed you. That's what I have to show. Now, me here's the cookie. thing: I have a propensity. It's a big word. Rob's taking pictures. Yeah, I Just, no, just it's uncomfortable. It is. Uh, look, I've always whipped my dick out too. I'll just be honest. I know. With you, I've Bobby. Seen it. Okay.
1: I saw it on. I saw it on Kicking an Lowlights. Right, 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 right. That was the best
0: thing about that movie.
1: Yeah, I remember going into my dressing room. Right. My trailer. Hmm and you had snuck in there you're leaning against the wall and your dick was out. I, I wanted went.
0: you to feel comfortable cuz had show me your dick first. I understand first. that. Right, right, right. Well, well, I don't know if you I think you showed yours first. Well, that's an argument we could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing I think it doesn't it stem from something. I think you you weren't born into the world thinking I know I'm going to show my dick to everybody. Something happened probably as a child because my friend Deneen is always like, "I talked to my therapist about you, Michael, and my therapist says maybe you had arrested development or something happened tragically to you as a child and that's the reason you whip your dick out everywhere." Mm. Did something is that do you think maybe that's why we do that or maybe we're free? That's what I think. Could that it could that be it? Could it be that I don't really give a fuck? I don't give a fuck either.
1: So it's like I don't care where it stems from. It may or may not have happened the you know the genesis of it, but I was I could just been born with it, but let me say this, anyone listening now, I'm far more protective of my Johnson than before. Like like I'm on a show, a couple of things I'm doing and I don't behave like that. You don't behave on the show like that. Is it because I used it's to behave a- like that on Mad TV? And I think that it gave me a really weird reputation. Really? Yeah, because I shit in like the executive producer's office, and then, then I shit in like Ike's dressing room, not just not in the bathroom. Just let me rewind floor.
0: here. Rewind here. So you shit in someone's office. Briefly yeah. tell me about why you did that. Because it's America. What are you talking about? I mean, you just took a shit in someone's office. No, no it's revenge. What? what
1: how, why? Was it wasn't revenge. What did the guy? When do? I first, because I when I first got on the show, Jackie Chan was. Um, guest star we're doing a thing and I knew he was coming up and I was new on the show. So I wrote the executive producer a letter and he go, dear Dick Basucci, that's his name. Dick Basucci. Great legend, great guy. And I said, you know, I know I'm new on the show, but I don't even have to have a line. I just want to be an extra. I want to just be around him because I grew up with him. Sure. And then like I forgot about it. And then a couple of months later I was watching the show and he was on it. They didn't put me in. And so I shit in his office.
0: How'd you get to his office? Where were you? in?
1: It was actually, um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was actually, no, I didn't like pull my pants down and just take a shit. Sure. I, I walked in, you know who Ike Barinholtz is? I don't. Ike Barinholtz, he's on fire right now, but he was on the, um, the Mindy show, but he was also on Mad. He was also in Suicide Squad. So a bunch of new movies and stuff. Uh-huh. And Holtz and a girl by, by the name of Nicole Parker, a very talented lady, they were writing a sketch. And I walked in, and they were using Dick's computer. And I said, what's up? They're like, we're writing. Get out. I go, all right. But then they go, I, as a joke goes, stick these Tums in your butthole.
0: And I go, Mistake. Right. That was a mistake. No. No, it was a mistake for them to ask, you, tell you to do that. That's not a mistake. Oh, okay. That's My a bad, my bad. So I go, all right. So then I um, pulled
1: my pants down. I stuck three Tums in my butthole. And I was still bent over. And then my... <laughs> Butthole started foaming <laughs> like a mad dog. It was making this noise too, like, you know, you know, it was like foaming. Right, yeah, I don't know. By this, this time, right. Nicole and Ike are on the ground. Absolutely, they can't breathe. It's so funny, right? And I was, I think I was making noise too, like, you know, <laughs> you know right, right. like a mad dog. And then I go, I'm going to, because I could still feel them in the tube. So I'm going to try to shit them out. You know, how, how funny would that be? Pretty funny, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, and they came up, pop, pop, pop. You know, but they were like, <laughs> not this regular size, right? Of course, because yeah, they had it, dissolved the right? or whatever. Yeah. But then after that,
0: diarrhea came out. <laughs> so you, you shit in this guy's office, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then do you remember that? Did he walk in? Yeah. So I went pop, pop, pop,
1: and then shit, and then I looked down, and it was like the whole thing was foaming, and it looked just so like Star Trekky, you know? Like and what did he say? He comes in, looks at it, and he goes, clean it up, and he left. But then he didn't talk to me for, like, a couple
0: of months. Do you regret it? No. I stayed on the show for six or seven more years after that. So bring me back to San Diego. What got your uh, – how did you get the confidence to get on fucking stage? What happened? You were, like, working part-time somewhere? Well, the thing is with me is that I went to Palomar College after I graduated from high school,
1: and I just got Ds. You know, I just couldn't get – it was just bad.
0: Yeah, I was dumb too.
1: I was dumb. Yeah, I wasn't smart. I just can't retain information at all. And I used to like not even go to class and they had this like these six rooms, these little mini rooms with pianos in and I would just sit there and just play piano, remember? Could you
0: play piano? Yeah,
1: I can play piano. And then, then I just didn't, I did one semester. I just never went back. And it just kind of dawned on me that like, oh, you're going to be maybe the first Asian homeless guy in America. Not the first. And in Hawaii, there's a couple. Sure. But um, but I thought I would be homeless, especially the, in San Diego, the first age. And how old
0: are you, right, at this age?
1: 20, 20. 20, all right. 20. And so then I was in AA at the time, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, I, no, I know. When what I know All right.
0: I didn't think you were at a car service place.
1: <laughs> That's AAA. Yeah. And um, and I ran into this guy named Scott Collings. And he goes, Gary Austin is doing some improv classes here in San Diego. I go, who's that? And he goes, he started the groundlings. So I go, and he goes, I have a little studio. I think you're funny. So why don't you just come and do it? So I go, all right. So I did it. I took like every time he'd come, I would do there's his seminar and I would do good. And then, so then I, then I started driving up to San, uh, LA. I've never told this story to LA good. to take his. Classes in Burbank. And then one day we were at Jerry's Deli. I'm like, I don't know, 21, 22. And he goes, I said I play the piano like where I'm eating with him. And he said, I didn't know that about you. I go, yeah. He goes, that's the reason why you're never going to be a comedian because you, you hold things in. You don't know how to let go. And I go, what? All right, that's weird. And he goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, if you stand on your... St- on this chair right now and the place is packed and you tell everyone that you play the piano that you'll be in the tonight show in within 10 years
0: wait 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 wait! he's asking you to get on this Uh, chair i'm sitting on in jerry's deli yeah stand up and And scream i play the piano that's it yeah and then he says you'll be on leno in 10 years yeah because he didn't think i was going to do it anyway
1: i stood up and i did it and then the place gave me a, a round of applause And then I sat back down. I thought you were just insane person. (laughs) Insane person. Yeah, he died recently, by the way. I'm sorry to hear that. And that's the last time I saw him. That Jerry's Deli incident. And he was the person who really got you to. Yeah, I never really said that out loud. I should. No, he didn't really get my. But he was like one of the. He gave you the confidence. Yeah. Then I went back to San Diego. I I lived in San Diego, and then I, um, I was working at this coffee shop. It closed and what was I, the name of the coffee shop i just want it to was called disc cafe it was owned by 91x radio station okay uh mike halloran and his um cousin anthony i think and it closed and i went next door because i used to get change at the comedy store for Disc cafe so fred burns the manager knew who i was and then he goes and there was a help wanted sign. i go i need a job and he goes you can bar back here so then i started bar back in there and then i was watching the open mics one night and I go, I got to try it. And then that was it.
0: Now we've talked about this ad nauseum. How many times have we talked about like our nerves and our, you know, our fear of failure when you started? It sounds like you had more balls than I thought you'd have. I mean, to, to get up there. Well, when you have nothing,
1: I couldn't, I was unfuckable. I find that hard to believe. I mean, imagine San Diego, very conservative at the time. Right i did i had to go to tijuana
0: to get girls you fucked girls in tijuana yeah she's a rubber yeah all right well don't look at me like that's a crazy well, I mean, thing to say yeah. some people don't uh, you should rubbers. be more afraid of me
1: than them you know right so i did that and then um <laughs> you know when you when you when you come to in your life you go i'm not going to be able to ever buy a house because i have no skills i have no money i have no future should I kill myself? I was sober, so I was like, I'll just relapse. I mean, what's the point?
0: Or you have to go for it. All right, so the first time you went up on stage, I want to hear what, the, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, how many people are there. Well, all right, so the fr- this guy named Randy I met, he goes, there's
1: an open mic, because I was working at the store, but he goes, there's an open mic in downtown San Diego at this coffee shop. He goes, I'm going to do stand-up. I want you to come. So I went to go support him, but he had signed me up too. Did you have material ready? No. So when they said it, I just, they said my name.
0: And your heart starts pounding.
1: No, I just walked up there.
0: You walked up there and what did you say? I don't remember what I did, but I just did it. You don't have any recollection? No, I I don't don't think it was good, but I
1: went up. And then the feeling of it was what I want. You know what? I'm going to call in the next open mic at the comedy store. But the feeling of it is
0: like, a rush that I've never felt before you you need that rush you need that instant gratification you need those people it's not the people I need
1: exhilaration in that way because you know when you do drugs for so long at such a young age I'm you're dead inside almost and you know you go to the zoo you're like what the fuck I don't give a fuck about you know nothing excites you right so then that feeling of like holy fuck that was a rush even though that was embarrassing and it was terrible. And so then I just did it the next Sunday and then and then it just
0: happened really fast, like. What year is this? 1995. 95. Mm-hmm. Would you say you were a decent comedian no. within the first year or two? But what I did know about myself is
1: most of the comics in San Diego hated me. Why? I just didn't play nice. Did you shit in their office? No. What'd you do, man? Fuck. I have a thing that I do that I'm not proud of, but if I feel like somebody isn't talented, (laughs) I can shut off. You know? So it's like these guys have been doing for 20 years down there. Like one guy came up to me and goes, Hey, kid, I've been doing stand-up since the 70s. And you don't know anything about comedy timing. You he said quit. this to yeah. Him. He said to my face. Oh man! And as soon as that guy said that, I was just like, you know what? It's a war. Because I'm not gonna quit. And fuck these guys. And they, just, I just most of the people ha- down there hated me. And I, you know, people go, it's not them. I think it was me. I think I'm opportunistic.
0: Well, when I think opportunistic, you take advantage of people. No, it's like
1: it's like when so when Paulie First saw yes, me yeah. six months in. I wanted to get there. Where to take us there? I mean, there. I was at an open mic. Paulie Shore was there. And and this I knew his mom. Yeah, I knew his mom. He had San Diego, though. Right. I, oh. knew, I knew his mom owned the club. And I went. Were you starstruck? A little bit, but I was just like, he came up to me and he goes, dude, you're so weird up there. Like, oh, cool, you know? And so I kind of just cl- like clung on to him. Really? I met him. I met. Carlos Mencia, I met Joe Rogan, I met a bunch of guys back then.
0: And they were all starting, a lot of them? No, Mencia,
1: I think I met Mencia in 90, 6, 96, and he had done an HBO special at that time, where he was about to, something like that. There was some heat on him, but he was headlining down there on the weekend, so as soon as I met Paulie, I opened for him in Vegas, which is like 5,000 seats how, at wait, the wait, top wait, of how,
0: the book. How soon after
1: really soon like i had been doing comedy maybe at that point nine months
0: what the fuck
1: come on yeah and then that night i was in vegas mitzi came up to me his mom and said um you're you're weird up there there's <laughs> something different about you same thing paulie said yeah and i go oh and he, she goes i'm gonna make you a regular in hollywood and then that was it
0: what were you doing that was weird? Explain your, I mean, you're a weird guy. I know that I've watched your, I just saw you in Irvine a month ago. Yeah, yeah. You got me on stage. Yeah. And you do these things where you do a strip tease with a guy and you're comfortable with your sexuality. Yeah. And you don't give a shit. What did you do at that time? I think at that time,
1: there wasn't a lot of Asian guys doing it. So Were you telling a lot of Asian jokes? Yeah, but you know what? Not There weren't, the. I don't think they were typical. Maybe they were, I don't know. I don't remember them. I had really big hair. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I had hair like out, out to here. I've seen pictures. Yeah. And I would do jokes about my hair. And as soon, and also I would wear Hawaiian shirts or sometimes I would wear like overalls, you know, and then wear a <laughs> cowboy hat, but with his hair. And I was just a weird looking kid. right? And so they, I think, it's, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with, with I, what I said. Right. I think it was just the way I looked, really manly. But
0: you said you felt like uh, you, you're, you're opportunistic. I, I don't. I, don't you think, in a way, like we all do that? Like we're enamored by someone, we like someone, but then they have to like something in us to let them hang to let us hang out with them.
1: Well, you got to so have kind of that. A, you got to have that.
0: Yeah. Affirmation. Sure.
1: But it's still, I feel like me being opportunistic. I
0: still feel like I don't belong a lot of times. I think I've told you but that. Do you think you're oppor- opportunistic? No, I. I mean, we could we could all be. I think we all all been on. But I feel like sometimes I'm in a room with big celebrities and I just try to act cool and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, fucking, I don't belong here. My 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 agents like, why don't you go to the Golden Globes? I go, I'm not nominated for fucking anything. Yeah. Like, no, so what? You belong? I go, no, I don't belong there. I wasn't nominated. I feel like a fucking idiot. My dad called me once and he goes, why don't you do more movie?
1: (laughs) You and I go, well, they just I want to be in movies. This one, then when he said he thought it was my fault and he goes, well, you have to call them. You have to call studio and say you are available. Like he's saying, he thinks that that's how. That's how it works. Like I can call Sony and go, hey, I want to be Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> uh, Bobby Lee, uh, we're going to have an Asian Spider-Man next <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, yeah, but, my dad, I'd call and go, dad, I'm doing, I'm doing this movie. He's like, yeah, yeah, who's in it? I go, "Uh, well, there's not any big stars. What, what kind of movie is it? Well, it's called an independent film. Yeah. That's not real that's yeah. a, what you're saying does not sound <laughs> yeah real. yeah that's yeah it's not real
1: fuck off right because i've never heard what uh proud of you when you were on smallville don't know
0: uh yeah i think that's the first time it was when my dad's like well oh, that's pretty good at least fine well, that's something it, good what do you mean it was on every i remember driving around town No, or... i'm just saying what my dad said i'm just saying i like the show
1: i mean but you were driving around town and it was all over town
0: yes that was the first time i felt like okay uh people recognize me yeah yeah but you you too i mean it wasn't your father the I've same i've never fucking... really been on a billboard no nope. yes you come on you've been a... for one show that's it what show animal practice yeah yeah but and it was really... it canceled after six episodes okay well you did six episodes it's more nice. than uh, all right that's fine bobby Re... bobby... Lee. bobby lee did i just i have character defects michael bobby we both have a lot of uh things in common bobby would... we have fathers that we always fight for their approval right yeah. we want their approval right that happens that's do you still want your father's approval at this point, I want my dad to stay alive. Is he dying? Yeah, he was dying when I met you on Kicking It Old School. No, he wasn't, dying, he wasn't dying. No, he wasn't. No. What's what's wrong? Um, he had like
1: like ten mini strokes and then one big one, but he's hanging in there. But Good. he can't walk. He's bedridden. How old is he? Seventy four.
0: When was the first time that you he did he ever validate you and say, "Hey, I'm proud of you." Did that happen. You, are you trying to make me cry on the show? Is that what you're doing? No, we talk about this when we're backstage. I know, but like, I, I don't want you to th-
1: think you can make me cry. Were you gonna cry? No,
0: oh, I'm nowhere okay. near
1: that. Okay, well, but okay. your questioning now is like making me go. Look, buddy, is I'm Mike? Tra- no, don't call me buddy right now, man. Hey, you're trying pal. to make me cry, bro. Hey,
0: buddy, this is called inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, I'm getting uh, inside of you, that's Bobby true. Lee. That is true. So if you cry, I'm man. so sorry i'm I, never cry i i didn't expect i would cry. never i've cry never seen you him. cry i've seen harlan cry he's gonna be yeah host. maybe you're closer to head. do you know but, lady gaga i want to get her on the show
1: i don't know lady gaga i mean, should be on the show the first time my dad validated me was because when i was in san diego and i started i called him and i said i was doing stand-up and he virtually hung up on me because he had no idea number one what it was so he's like you that's it yeah, don't call, you know and then he hung out really yeah he just disowned. i mean i still talk to him after that but to get money out of my mom i would call my mom to get money out of them so i would call, mom no more you know she would cry no more i go i need just i'm gonna make it you made me cry now what well that, that's that gets me a little more. yeah my dad my mom would like cry on it's like don't, don't
0: quit you're never gonna you know what'd she expect you to do then i don't know i have no i
1: have no idea man and then in 2000 or around there i was working at the store and these two guys came up to me and they said hey we're bob and ross we work for the tonight show leno i go huh and they're like we want you to do it and i go i don't know
0: what you seen me
1: and they're like, because I couldn't get spots at the store at that time. I was like, I think we think we can. We've been seeing you around town. So then they just helped me work on a set. And at the same time, I was I was auditioning for Mad too at
0: the same time. Mad TV. Yeah. How, many, uh, how many minutes did you do on Leno? I did five minutes. And they helped you on this? Yeah. Have you ever been more terrified than being on The Tonight Show? Well, it was fine until I got there.
1: <laughs> That's not good. I know. When I got there, I was with my brother. My brother had skated there. So he had a skateboard, I remember that. And I got him into the gate. And then we both walked to my dressing room. And next to me was Christina Ricci.
0: Oh, yeah. And we, I remember Wednesday. Walked, right? Yeah. From I remember Apple. walking
1: by her dressing room. And my brother and I went, Oh my God. You know, like we were like, and then Cheryl Crow and Stevie Nicks was also the musical guy. Come guys. on. Yeah. Man. So we walked by their thing. And then I was like, Oh shit. I'm fucked. I don't know how to do it. And I remember being in the room, and then Jay walk. I was with my manager and agent. Jay walks in. Hey, welcome to the show. You know, he's just with—he's a nice guy, right? Sure. Yeah, you're from the comedy store. I go, yeah. He just goes, great, great. I remember it. and he just told these stories, and I just did not remember any of it. And you
0: are just still nervous at this
1: point from petrified. There on. I was petrified. Right. And they announced your name, ladies and gentlemen. Well, no. What's worse is this is, is that now I'm behind that curtain, Oy. right? It's a and heavy, heavy
0: curtain too. It's a
1: heavy curtain. Mm-hmm. And some guy with like one of those like walkie talkie things with the mouthpiece, he kind of covers his mouthpiece and turns to me and goes, don't worry about it, kid. Only 16 million people are watching. What a dick. Right? And then all of a sudden here, hear, anyway, this next comic coming to the stage. And when you come to moments like that in your life, you either go, I got to hit it. Or you, you let the, the occasion get you. For a split second, I just went, fuck you. I'm going to do it. I didn't say that to him. In I your said head. that in my head. Of course. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to do Fuck it. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I'm going to do you. it. Fuck yeah. you. You're sick. Right. And I walked out there and I just remember just seeing lights. And it's also way smaller than people think it is. It's not as daunting when you're out there. Right. And then I remember like doing jokes, getting laughs, looking at my brother. My brother had a skateboard like this. And he had this like smile, but like this nervous smile. Then I, I, I finished and then Jay called me over the couch. So I go, oh, this is a good thing.
0: So it, does he, did he do the car somewhere? If he calls you to the couch, that means you did well? Uh, yeah, but they, they,
1: it doesn't really – didn't do anything for my career really. But
0: <laughs> you, you never asked back?
1: They, they did ask me back, but I just didn't do it again because I just didn't like the, I just, the fear of it. I hated it. Also, the editing and like, you know, you can't say that. You can't say this. I didn't like that. And then the next day, my dad called me crying. Come on. Yeah, and he goes, oh. Me, and mommy, I, we saw last night on Leno. I go, oh, yeah, cool, dad. And he goes, I'm so sorry, I didn't support you. You know what I mean? And he starts crying. Right. And there was oh. a moment where I was, I wanted to go, that's right, fuck you. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> but I go, oh, dad, don't, you know, because I'm a good person. I said, no, dad, you know, don't cry, you know, that kind of a thing. But yeah, he was
0: really felt guilty about it. Wow. Yeah that's that's powerful well is it yeah because my dad he uh there was one of those moments where i didn't want to ever talk to him again and i said and i remember he just sent me a picture like six months later and we hadn't talked and it was just a picture and it said it was me of my bar mitzvah with my dad and he was just holding me in the picture and he just put if you ever think i don't love you look at this picture that was then he couldn't say it with his words cry? I did cry. I think I cried. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nice moment. Yeah. We're just so such different people. I don't think I, my dad would ever cry to me. But uh, You don't think so? No, I don't think so. But then fast forward, I remember you telling me a story when we did Kicking at Old School, and your father was so upset with the movie that he called from the theater?
1: Yeah. Um, it aired in Phoenix, because my parents live in Phoenix now, and they went to a theater by their house. It was opening night on a Friday, 8 p.m. show, and he calls me, and he, I go, yeah, Dad? He goes... There's nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> no and really. they and guess what? They didn't play it. They didn't play the movie. Yeah, they came up to my parents. They're the only ones in there. They said, "We're not going to play the movie. It's a waste of time. We're losing money here." Yeah, yeah. I, it was. I've never heard of that before. So my parents go, oh, "Okay," and they got back in the car door and They've never seen the movie since. So, are you happy about? It? <laughs> I mean, I I I I just think that if you're going to play it, play the movie. By the way, we had fun, didn't we? it was probably the best we had so much fun human experience in terms of working i've ever had yeah me too um i met you on that i met i got closer to jamie on that jamie was great and um yeah it was a fun you know it was so funny because i remember this is exactly when a video game came out called oblivion it's this elder scrolls oblivion and i remember buying an xbox in vancouver and I remember for four days, because I had like four days off, and they're like, you want to fly back to L.A.? I go, no. And I remember never – I have—I didn't leave the Sutton at all. I had room service the whole time, and I just never left. Heaven. It was heaven. The shades were down. Oh, God. Yeah, we had a good time. And I thought I, that was going to be like, oh, this is going to happen more often. Like, that was like – can I just say this? Yeah. Out of all the movies I've ever done, that was the longest I've ever worked. <laughs> What do you mean? The longest? Because, like, if I when I when I did the Dictator, I was there for four days. Yeah, then I did reshoots a month later. When I did Harold and Kumar, or even if it was a recent movie. Even I just did a, a movie, um, Keeping Up with the Joneses. So you are a day player, is what you are saying? Yeah, and I did four days on that. I mean, I did my scene with John Hamm and Zach, but you know, it was fun. You know, you you go, you shoot for three or four days, and then you are back on a plane and back yeah and this then, one you felt like you were really part of something that I felt I'm part of because I was there for so long and I had to take dancing classes and it was amazing
0: I feel like now I'm at the age where I feel like all my friends start hiring me now like I don't even know why I have an agent sometimes I'm like my buddy Dax will go hey you want to do this part in the movie sure yeah my buddy James goes hey you want to be in Guardians of-. so I'm like yeah and I'll do a day or two here and it's just sort of like I get work from my friends yeah that's the way it's supposed
1: to work that's I what think. I think. Because even with you, like, I, you know, I want you to do
0: stand-up. I wanted you to do this podcast. I want you to... <laughs> it really all happened with you and Harlan. I was doing your podcast. And yeah. you, you put me on the spot and said you're fucking doing stand-up. And it's the most terrifying fucking thing. I've talked about that, but it's... Yeah, but still it's like you look at certain people and you go... And people that you love
1: and you go, I think that they're missing an opportunity. And I think the opportunity is, like I said don't expect anything from it but it gives you a different muscle that you normally wouldn't have and i just think that with you i think will sasso has the same thing although he won't do it
0: why won't he do it he's afraid i think it it is absolutely fucking terrifying to do it
1: i can only assume it would be in your case because you have already a reputation when you're an unknown guy you work at Blockbuster or well, not Blockbuster, but whatever, Best Buy, and you're like, I want to try it. No one knows me. That's one thing. Because when you bomb, you bomb in front of yeah. people that don't know who you are. And also, you're in a small town or whatever. But you're starting in LA, and you're also doing the kind of shows you're doing, like, are the big
0: ones. Well, that's just terrifying. I'm going up with guys like you or Swartzen or Harlan or Joe Rogan and Apatow and them in the middle, and they're like, and you can't tell everybody, hey, guys, I just want you to know that I just started. You don't yeah. fucking do that. You just go out and go, I'm, I just got to hold my own. It's like what you said on the Leno thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. you just got to say, shit your pants or dive in.
1: So that's a big That's – you're already elevated into like a headliner kind of a status, Yeah, which is um, very difficult, I think. But you're doing it, so
0: whatever. You're fucking doing it. But you've told me some horror stories. You've told me like, – I've had so many horror stories. I mean, the, the one that you told me the other night, I was just like, well, you actually cried. Oh yeah. You cried on stage. I cried on stage, yeah. When I first
1: signed with my manager, Abby, she goes, I'm I'm gonna see have the world see you. This is before the Tonight Show. I go, okay, she's like, I'm calling everyone I know to see you. She goes, oh. So she shut me up at, at a showcase at the improv, but at that time on Monday nights, it was Freaky Monday, which is an urban night, all black comics. Which is fine. How many people? I mean, you know the improv, a couple hundred, two, two, three hundred people. but So the last row were basically Montreal, all these agencies, all these people that wanted to see me, some production companies. And then the rest was just the people that came to the show. And I had these, right before I went up, I had these two black kids who were hip-hop artists, but they're like nine. And they're on stage And they're crushing like people are up on their feet dancing and I'm on the side going, is this going to backfire me? This doesn't seem right. So then the host goes up there and goes, all right, give it up for, I forgot what their names were. I blocked it out. The coach goes, the Johnson brothers and the place goes crazy. And then the two kids wouldn't leave the stage. They, they were stayed on the stage with you when you walked out there. Well they stay on the stage and he, like an idiot, this host, goes, Well, you ain't gonna leave? They're like, nah. And the audience is like, nah. Right? He goes, I right, well, I'm gonna bring the next comic up anyway. And he goes, This next Asian brother. As soon as I stepped on stage, you can feel hostility. As soon as I open my mouth, the kids in the back, they just start dancing. You know what I mean? Showing you up. Showing to show me up. And then I can see immediately that I'm really bombing, but to the point where it's life altering. I've never bombed that hard. To the point where they were like yelling, "What are they saying?" I I don't remember. But
0: get off the stage, yeah, yeah. That that kind of suck.
1: And I'm like, because I knew Montreal was there, comedy festival, and I knew that it was kind of over. So then my body just went cry. I just, tears, I'm still talking, but tears are coming Come down on. my face. Come on,
0: you're at the improv on stage and tears are coming down your face in front of all these people. Yeah, my friend Jonathan was there to support me. God
1: sick. Was he still your friend? Yeah, he moved, but yeah, I love him. But he, tears are coming down. And I just remember walking, on. I didn't say goodnight. At two minutes I did. I was supposed to do like 10 minutes or whatever. I walked off stage and Jonathan was there by the like door and he hugs me and I walk out with him and I think I said, I think I'm going to kill myself.
0: Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I love how you go to like the darkest place yeah, ever. I know. really I felt that way. I, I felt that way. Yeah.
1: Because I don't want to live. Yeah. Till this day. It's a horrible thing. I haven't been to Montreal. I think that that affected me that much. And that was 17 years ago. Till this day, it's affected me. That one moment in time. That
0: is insane. It's how insane. How it affects
1: you. I have lived with that for 17 fucking years. If it would happen to me now, I have the skills to survive it, right? And also the emotional maturity to go, oh, this is not your night. Just fine. Everyone understands. But at that time, I was so green. When did you get back on stage after that? The next night. That's not the point. But that's the one thing that I know about myself, which is a good thing, which is is that I still have the balls and the bravery to go, you know what? I'm going to do it again.
0: I mean, so I obviously didn't quit. Because you did this, you auditioned for a show that I did that I wanted you to audition for. Remember? Yeah, I did. It's called pastor, Just It was canceled. It uh, only the last two I seasons. That. But I wanted you to come in for it.
1: Yeah, I tested for it.
0: Yeah. And you thought you did horribly. It and- wasn't like that because I, Unpastored, I don't have feelings of that.
1: I have not had a single feeling of that. Right. I just say that to you. I don't think it was the best audition, but um, yeah, I don't have a single. You one. hate auditioning though.
0: Yeah. I find them to be dreadful. Yeah. But don't you think getting an offer is worse? Well,
1: this pilot, the show that I just got picked up was like that. Where I was just driving down the street and they go, you got an ABC pilot. And I go, how?
0: I don't know. They just offered it to Splitting you. Splitting up, ABC. Splitting up together. Splitting up together. Oliver Hudson. And Jenna Fisher, yeah. And you, did, you didn't you did audition. See, the thing is, auditioning sometimes is better even though we hate it. Yes. Because if you get it and you don't audition when you go on, on set and you're doing it, And they're like, that's not – he's doing it completely wrong. That's what happened with – I think that's what
1: happened with that Natasha thing, Another Period, where they offered it to me. I showed up and I go, I don't – the material is just so different than I'm used to. I like dialogue that's like you're in the streets or whatever I'm playing, but I can't do like historical or play a pirate or anything like that. I think you could play a pirate. Maybe, but – so when I got splitting up together, they did a dinner to meet me. And Oliver and Jenna were there, and all the kids that are in the show. That was fine, but then two days later, I had a table read for the network in the studio. Worst. And I don't remember if it was my manager or my agent, and they said, "Don't fuck this up. This is your audition." I, I thought I would have that. I know, but they go, <laughs> "You can get fired. you can get fired from a table read." And so I did a pre table read. I think they did it just for me. Sure, and it it was the worst table read I've ever had. But they gave you direction, and then you were better for the read. Not even that. What I was giving myself notes. What I know how to like divide the lines up with with symbols. I do lines.
0: Do you hate memorizing lines?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, I can do it, but the best job I've ever had was Kirby enthusiasm because. You know when you do it, you know you, obviously you're doing it. That's how I, Jeff Garland got me that and uh, the audition, and that's how Allison Jones really kind of began to like me. Is I walked in there and I my audition was with Larry. I screen tested with them. a screen test, but they taped it. Right. And sounds cooler. When you I was and I I I was in my zone. I mean I can do that because it's all about listening, and I know that you know I can improvise, but. You know, lines are fine. I can do them.
0: I can do lines. I can act.
1: I mean, I. W- I mean, I love it when they go. Just have one take on your own. Just do your own take. Yeah, always. That's always. always. Fun. That's always fun. Let me do
0: it. Let me. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kalila, what's mm. your girl? Yeah. How long have you been together? Four years. I was just on your Tiger Belly show. You great. You did a great job. But you guys you. are really good together. I'm not just saying that. But you now. I, I'm curious about your relationships with women. Are they usually, I mean, this one seems to be working really well. Are they usually volatile? So the prime reason why
1: I did comedy in the first place is to meet women. You just want to get pussy? Yeah. Well, of course. So I was 23 with the first time I really had any girl. Before that, we're all prostitutes. How many? Hundreds. <laughs> Butt
0: sex? No butt sex at okay. all. Okay, you don't like that. You're not, I you're, still don't do that. You've never done it? I have. But you don't like it? Okay. Keep, keep going. 23 prostitutes.
1: So I remember when P- Princess Diana died. Maybe I was 24, but Princess Diana died. Being a doorman at the store on a Friday, you can host one of them. So I hosted one of the shows. And there was this girl, this beautiful white chick in the front row and she was like very emotional like you could tell that the princess princess diana thing tore up so at the end of the show i don't know why i did this but i just walked up to her was, people were walking out and i just put my hand on her back and i go i'm sorry you know that princess diana died but you know you'll see another day tomorrow and you seem like a nice person i just try to give her a nice compliment were you just doing that to be nice yeah there's i cuz when i look at white chicks that hot, Back then, I was like, there's no way. It's not even a possibility. So just this is, this is like I'll, I'll give you an example. It's like me having sex with Natalie Portman now. To me, that's not a possibility. That's how I felt with just women in general <laughs> back then. Like, it's not even an option. <laughs> so what happened? So you patted this girl on the back. He says, and then she just Sorry. left. She left. Right. So then we had a second show somebody else hosted. And then and around 1 in the morning, I'm closing up, and the phone rings at the comedy store. And Fred Burns, the manager, goes, Hey Lee, you got a message. You got somebody on the phone. And I go to the phone. I go, I, I, She goes, Hi, I'm Jennifer. I was that girl that you patted and said that weird little thing at the end. I go, Oh, yeah, yeah. So you want to hang out? Come on. And I nearly, my
0: dick it was hard right on the conversation. It hard. It was glowing. A glowing penis, a radiant It was reborn, penis. like a phoenix. A phoenix. Yeah, the yeah. rebirth of your penis. If you saw it, it would just be like in flames. And how long before you showed her your flaming
1: penis? Well, so then I went and I took her to coffee. Boring. And then boring. She lived at her mom's house. Right. And then I went to a dinner maybe three or four days after that. But then the next week, I was in her closet doing 69. In her <laughs> Why in her closet? Because a... her mom was home. So I was doing sixty-nine with her, right? Which I'd never done before with a girl.
0: Wow. Was she a short girl or a tall girl? She was tall. So So she was a
1: a, she looked like Jennifer Lawrence at the time. Just a healthy American white. And imagine being, you know, look I look like a one of those troll toys with the hair. You're too
0: hard on yourself. I think you're very cute, handsome. Anyway,
1: thank you. Yeah. And then I remember doing that going, you know, I had her cheek little white Kate Blanchard cheeks. In my, in my hands. The butt cheeks, yeah. The butt cheeks I was spreading it, you know. And I was getting in there. You eat, wait a minute. Was just, you eat her
0: ass. Yeah, I do all that. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah. And I was going,
1: I can't believe it.
0: While you're doing it? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Wait, wait, wait. You're eating her ass and saying, oh, I can't believe that. Not, no, not I mean, literally. I'm like Nixon. Inside, inside, like, I'm not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled at Nixon. Pulled a Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a treat. There, yeah.
1: And, and that's so from when I am there,
0: that's when you got the confidence. Now I got confidence. I'm, I'm funny. Oh, That's not even why she liked you. She, yeah. She just, you were compassionate. You, were, Yeah.
1: And then things like that would happen. Like I did this casino like a year after that in Fresno. And a, a, a old cocktail waitress, a blonde. She was like old, like older. How old? I don't even remember. Don't say it because probably my age. Yeah, yeah. Our age now. And she's like,
0: hey, you're cute. and that was it
1: and I remember being in her house doing the same thing with her cheeks
0: (laughs) in the closet I can't believe I'm here I'm not a crook
1: then later years later when I'm single I'll try anything so I remember being um, in Sacramento at the punchline and I was with Kevin Christie you know Kevin and at the end of the show this 60 year old lady comes up to me and she goes she gives me her hand it's like a handshake, like it's a politician or something. She goes, sir, very funny. So as I was like grabbing her hand. I could feel there was something in my hand. It was a note. It was a note. And what it say? Hey, if you ever want to have drinks or whatever. And so I go up to Kevin. I go, this old lady, she thinks. He's like, you should try it. I go, what do you mean? Well, who knows? I go, she's a grandmother. And he's like, yeah, but try it. So I go, okay. So I called her, and then the next thing I know,
0: oh. no, no, no.
1: <laughs> no, next thing I was no, I was in a bronco, oh. her bronco. It was during the day, I remember, God. and I had her titty out, you know. And I'm was it nice, was it, it was, nice? Yeah, it was nice. She had her boobs done, sure. And there was like toys from her grandkids all over the bronco. So I'm slipping on the toys with her titty out, and I just go, you know. But now (laughs) Kalila, yeah, that's how we ease into Kalila. But but then now that was years ago. But then I'm you know when Tinder came out, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Tinder was the best when it first came out.
0: I never was on Tinder.
1: It was the best invention. Because my problem is this: is I can never sense if somebody likes me. Who can? Who can? Right. And I don't like rejection. But on Tinder. If you match, they already like you, right? You know, I don't have to sell them on my right. looks. So, and then you would go, "Oh my god, I just matched up with the hottest chicken. What kind of
0: pictures are you putting in there? By the way, were you putting? Like, oh my! I want to look as bad as possible. I don't want to look like a because when they meet you, you're like, "Oh, maybe you're better looking at person You try to look as great as you can. Bobby I had a system, fun. man. I
1: put my really good headshots as my fucking thing.
0: <laughs> Your headshots, yeah,
1: but the really good ones. No, not that one. Not that one. No, the ones that are like pro, pro, right? Then the I mean, they're message- false advertising. That's
0: just fucking me, bro.
1: That's no, but check this out. What I do? You have to, you have to paint a picture. But then it, you destroy it. You don't destroy it because you you're gonna. They don't know what you're like. Oh, your personality jumps so, in. Yeah, my personality is my fucking weapon. Smart, right? But the next ones are with like your friends that are cool. But not in like, let me get a selfie at a restaurant, where it's obviously you're like canoeing. Right. You're canoeing with like a famous person. (laughs) (laughs) Like who? Who are you canoeing with? Um, like I think I did a photo like just me and Eric Stone Street hanging out at like his house. Like those kind of where it's like
0: if she sees me with him, now she's got a better chance. All
1: of them are like that. Right. Oh, like me with Elijah Wood, you know what I mean, in a forest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you where know, else, where me, else would you be? No, with like no.
1: I had literally one was with me and Dominic Monaghan having a meal. Sure, right? Because I wanted people to know that I know hobbits, right? And so then they go, "Holy fuck, this guy!" Even <laughs> if they don't know who I am, they go, "This is a pro photo." He knows Dominic Mon- Monaghan. He eats with him. Yeah, you know, he skis with you know so and so. And then when you meet them, that's when you put your magic on. It's it works. And I did that with. Kalilah. And she fell in love with you right away? No, it took time. You had to really work Dude, at it. It took me a month and a half, and then when I was in her house in Long Beach, <laughs> no, no, no. I, that's when I would like we were like kind of like making out and stuff, and then she fucking takes her fist and she punches me in the face, and she goes, "Tell me you want to kill me," and I fell in love. Stop it.
0: Right now. That's what she said. That's a lie. It's not a lie. She Fuck you. She didn't punch you in the face. She punches
1: me in the face.
0: Closed fist. Yes.
1: And tells me, tell me you want to kill me.
0: Did you tell her that? Yeah. I put my
1: hand on her neck like that. And I squeezed it. I go, I want to kill you. And then, and I go, let me just stick the tip in. You know how you do that? Move from the heights. I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So did you put the tip in? Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, but don't stick it all. You know, that kind of game and i can't believe i'm saying all that stuff because the thing is is this is that you think if i say stuff like that that's gonna get me kicked off this pilot this show i'm on i always have that fear because they already vetted me right they already know i talk about stuff like that
0: see this is what i wanted to get to from the beginning of this conversation Mm -hmm. uh, i started feeling like is this a new bobby is this the rebirth is he now gonna not show his dick so much is he gonna not be is he changing and I thought, uh, is that what he's getting at? Like he's not, like not going to put his dick in my fucking hummus? I'm not doing that. I didn't ask you to. I'm just saying. I'm not doing it. I'm not asking you to put You're your doing dick. that as a, like a, what no. magicians do. No, I'm asking. No, no, no. I'm saying. Did, in the be- you did your hand like a magician and then like no. all of a sudden I'm doing it. I'm saying that in the beginning it sounded like you're not doing that stuff anymore. Yeah. Here's why I am. I'm proud of you, by the way. I think it's great. Because what happened was.
1: You are changing. I'm going to tell you what happened. Did you get in trouble with the law. Yeah. The law well i don't know last year oh shit i get a call going you got a commercial campaign with jordan peele chelsea peretti and jane lynch yeah and keegan right and i go oh and it was for a lot of money how much i don't want to say it. i'll say it off air okay and they go you're doing it and i go cool but then at the same time i was getting emails because of tiger belly from an African-American woman extorting money from me. she's like, you said this about black people. And I go, because you have to put it in context, though. I did an episode with Asa Akira, who's a porn star, and she's a friend of mine. And we did an hour on Asians. We talked about the Vietnamese, the Japanese, Filipinos. You talk about everybody. Well, just I, like your and we did one episode about Mexicans. And then be, I said one thing. And I'll say it now. I said that black people were
0: sometimes oily. And I don't know what even that means. Right. That's all I said. Sometimes Jews are oily. Right. And I'm oily right now. I know This, you this are. interview, this conversation's making me oily.
1: Yeah. And so then she goes, I'm going to blast this out. As if I didn't say it already on my podcast. But I'm going to go to every media outlet if you don't send me $15,000. Did you send it to her? No. Of course not. It's fucking blackmail and extortion. Right. So now I'm on set. I'm doing a scene with John, Jane Lynch. I'm on, her, I'm on her bed. I've seen that. You make out with I her. make out with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm laying there, and then these two lawyers come up to me, and they go, can we pull you up to the side? Come on. Yeah. And they go, we just want to let you know that we got in a complaint from this lady who said this you said, you said something racist or whatever. And literally, you have no idea. Um, literally, I, I I could have cried blood. I was so angry. Like you could just, uh, it was like, but I was like, this is what I just said. I don't know what you're talking about. And they go, oh, yeah, we don't even know either. I go, yeah, what do you, and, the, and they go, even if you had said that, we already vetted you. So we already know all the things you've said. So we just want to let you know that it's cool. All right. So then that right. the next day, I call everyone, my lawyer, everybody, and we sent her like, letters. Just you know, like, stop, yeah, stop this. Yeah, but ever since then like I've been editing
0: and stuff so you're scared from that one thing you said you're sort of altering or changing some things that you do normally yeah I'm not so I'm not going to probably see your penis as much as I used to well you're not going to see it for a long time how long I have at least 10 days I could hold out yeah
1: let me just see how this thing goes I mean for me also here's another thing is is that Sometimes I'll play a comedy club for the first time and they'll go, Wow, you you're nothing like what we thought you were gonna be like. And I go, What do you mean? And they go, You're actually like coherent and nice. What's my reputation? That you're gonna burn the club on fire. Jesus. Like that's like some people think that I'm that crazy that I would that I'm almost impossible to work with, which is the opposite. It's called an act. So those all those little things, and then also turning forty five, you're kind of like, how long can you? you know? So I'm just like, I'm gonna just do my thing, and then we'll see, you know.
0: So the last time I saw your dick could have been the last time.
1: Yeah. Okay. But you have a good memory.
0: I have pictures. You have pictures. So I have pictures just of your Describe to everyone what it look, looks like. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. You always. I think you used to say. What your dick does it look small. like? It's uh, uh, is it kind of blue or something? It's purple. Purple. So I'm colorblind. It, yeah. I am actually. You are. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm not kidding around. I don't care. Well, I'm, I am colorblind. That's fine. But it is. I to say blue. You believe me that I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, why, is, why is it purple? It looks dead. Why? Why? Because it might be. <laughs> are, are you the, one of the few people that have a purple penis? No. I here's what it is.
1: Is it a it, genetic thing? I'm just going to let describe to people what it is. Okay. If everyone knows the movie ET, mm, yeah. Everyone knows when he was sick in the river. Do you remember? <laughs> i do yeah yeah pale yeah flowers were dying yeah um he had no more of a glow on
0: his pinky or finger right
1: that's what it looks like
0: bobby Mm. i uh i really appreciate you uh, allowing me to be inside of you today is it the end it doesn't have to be i mean so we, we did an hour I, I have so much more. I just love these stories. I can go on for fucking ever. I mean, I was going to read your freaking tweets. My nutsack was hanging out of a hole in my jeans during my interview with Rover Radio. How embarrassing! Yeah, it's very embarrassing.
1: Oh, the, I did Rover Radio a couple of days ago. I was in Cleveland. Yeah, and um, I was really upset because they have this leather couch, this white leather couch. Right. And one time I just did my interview naked on it, and I left a, a brown streak. And they never cleaned it, so other guests would sit on this blunt brown streak. But it would, but then I hadn't been there in a couple of years. And I looked at it; it was pretty much faded. It made me sad. The faded shit. Yeah, the old faded. I shit. I don't to really cut it out and just reupholster it, and then just like frame it. Congratulations on this!
0: Um, it was good to be back in your house. Let me. This is this is a lot of fun. You've had great parties re- in there. Yeah, you're really busy. I mean, you're a busy guy. I mean, it's hard to get a hold of you. You're more. You're. you're no, you're, I'm just flaky. You're elusive. Yeah. You, I mean, here's here's the thing. Here's you are. I want to say this, Mike. Right. Is it you think? I wish I was more like you in that way. I'm just so like I can't lie to people. People text me. I text right back. But I know you. You are flaky. But no, I'm not flaky. Here's what it is: is
1: I only respond to. In importance to like seriousness. So if it's like my mom,
0: dad is in the hospital again, that I'll respond to. So you're saying that if I called you and I said, Hey, my house just fell on me. You no, know, no, but your are texts you are like, about? How's your asshole? Uh not exactly, but something like Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But in that reason Well that's of, just humor. I know it's a humor. It's just, but it's like It's me reaching out for a friend.
1: Yeah, so I'll go, I'm gonna text later back
0: and then I never forget.
1: No, you. But you no, here's the here's the thing, though. Here's the thing is that, that I am known to be like that, but um, it's not a personal thing. I'm not upset. with no, you no. I'm just gonna say something that I um, it is something that I want to get better at.
0: But the great thing is, you gave me Kalila's number and her email, and that got you here. <laughs> well, the, I mean, I'm gonna tell say, you say this: is that that is the only way
1: I'm anywhere because she is the one that goes. You have to go do it.
0: Like okay, I you, need that. Do you have a calendar? No. You don't have
1: a calendar? I have no idea. I know that I have to go to Seattle tomorrow, but I just found that out.
0: Bobby, where do you want to be, honest to God, like in the next 10 years? You're fi- let's say you're 55 years old. Oh, this is what I want. I really plan. want to know. I want this show splitting up together to last for eight years. You want it to last eight
1: years so you can be rich. So I can just make some money, right? And then I'll do my podcast still. I'll Got do it on problem. the road. And then at that point, I'll be 55, and I'm like, mm, I could retire soon.
0: So let me ask you this. Is that really truthful? When you're 55 and you have money and fame and you're like, hey, I can reti-, you're gonna retire. You're no, going to retire. You would No, I'll
1: still stay in L.A. Stay, I will always stay in L.A. I will always try to get spots in L.A. I don't want to compete. But still, it's like, you know, since Mad TV, yeah, I did animal practice, got canceled. I worked. I do the road. I make money. But I've never been in a position where I was like, Oh, I'm going to take
0: two years off. Most people aren't in that position. Don't look at me like that. Some people aren't like that. Don't look at me like that. Let me ask you something. Yes. Could you take two years off and not make a dime? Look. look. No, look at me right now and not make a dime yes there we go I'm I'm being honest I can but that doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt me I can I live forever will I be will I have a great life just want that two two years yes would I have to change some things but yeah yeah I mean I I guess I could do it for two years well there you go
1: yeah if I lived in like Alhambra in a one bedroom Rob could you last two years without working no a year maybe yeah yeah how did you make money before this though he makes he makes good money actually. Oh, right now, as a photographer? He, he, no, 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 he does other things. I work at a, a creative agency. What's it called? Strike Point. And what? What do you creative agency? It's like talent. Uh no, like uh, branding websites. Oh, and that's what you do. Yep. You know the thing I know
0: about you is I don't know you well, but I <laughs> I, I I always feel like you're very proactive. He is. If it wasn't for him, I met him at your. Irvine show doing yeah. comedy yeah I remember and he says hey man uh, I, I'm a photographer take some pictures you probably need a website man you probably need a real man you should do a podcast dude I mean I, I was going to do anything yeah and uh there you go that's great so then that worked out yeah we'll, yeah. Cu- we'll cut this whole last section out. where's that no why I'm just kidding it's Joe. where's I that lady at uh that's my assistant Jess she's in the back with my dog who's been barking that you have an assistant I do have an assistant helps me because um she lives here well because when I does she live here she does not live here. That'd be no. weird. But when I went off to do my show, that goes canceled and passed her. She would stay with my dog for four or five months, and I just oh, wow. need somebody to talk to. Were you to. bummed when that got canceled? I I love the people, but I wasn't really bummed. I'm someone who like the thought of getting a show is great, and then when you're on it, I'm like, hey, what's the next thing? I'm weird like that. Like I like I don't the thought of doing something for eight years. I did that. It's a lot. Be careful what you wish for. I mean, if I mean, you know, you want to do something.
1: Yeah, but then what's the other? what's the other thing that could happen like if you're on a show well, for you haven't eight years. done a show for eight years. yeah you did you did
0: mad tv yeah but still
1: that was my first thing
0: yeah you know well i just i did a one-hour drama and it was awesome and i'm thankful and it was awesome it was great it was great but do i want to do another one-hour drama it's, it's 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 especially if it's out of the country i'm staying in california oh you got shot in canada yeah vancouver was it fun we had fun are you still with that girl that you met on the camp this is not called inside of michael rosenbaum
1: i know but i'm just gonna ask you something
0: is that she live here
1: She's cool. Yeah, no, well, I you about, oh, you know. I like her. Oh, you don't want to get that? You're going to cut this part out? No. I didn't say I was going to cut it out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said I was going to cut out Rob's, which... No, don't. No, I'm not. I'm trying to get a little bit more into the can so that he'll be,
0: It's impossible to cut him out. <laughs> 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 See what I'm doing? Yeah. But that's going well? It is going well. It's so, going well. Yeah, it's hard well. for me. I'm like a difficult... I'm dysfunctional. I My mom was kind of out there took the center of attention uh, was she having affairs i don't know maybe she was maybe she was i don't want to talk about that right now my dad <laughs> had a lot of problems there wasn't a lot of affection i was somewhere lost in the middle i c- connections with people i feel like they're gonna really do, good to be here they're though. gonna thank leave you so much for yeah, having me thank on. you so much for, for having me on all right I guess that's it you're not gonna put your dick in the hummus are you